Hey, friends and fam, it's John, and this is JMartCast, your destination for Monday morning insight about physical and financial health. Although today's a bit of a different episode because I just went on a trip with my wife to Belize, so I just thought I'd uh, check in and kind of talk about my experience going to that country, kind of what we did, uh, just to catch up on that with people who are interested and also to kind of lock in my memories a little bit. So maybe if I want to remember what I did, I can come back to this episode and re-listen and hopefully uh, let the memories come flooding back in. So we went away for about nine, nine days it was. Of those nine, we had three travel days and six days of fun. So it was a pretty good ratio of fun to move in. Our first moving day to get to Belize started off not so great because our flight got delayed by like two hours right off the bat. But luckily, we were still home when we found out that out. So um, we chilled at home. <laughs> so that was good. Um, but it just meant that we got to our hotel quite a bit later than what we anticipated. So ended up being we just got there and had just enough time to eat a dinner and pretty much go to sleep. We rented a car from the airport to get to our hotel, um, which was in a place called Bullet Tree Falls, which is close to San Ignacio, the main kind of town in that area. So the next morning, we walked around town a little bit, got a nice breakfast and coffee, and then drove uh, to this place called Pine Ridge um, Forest, I think. It's like this protected area, slightly higher elevation, that has all these pine trees, which is kind of interesting to see because you're kind of like surrounded by a jungly area, and then all of a sudden you come across a pine forest, which is uh, very different from the normal, uh, like the fauna you would see in a jungle. So it's pretty cool, and there's lots of fun little stops you can make as you drive through the forest. There's a place called Big Rock Falls, which is like this huge waterfall um, that you could swim pretty much right under, which uh, I got too close, but then after a while, (laughs) there's so much water falling on me. I'm like, I'm going to now stop doing that and go back to where I came from. (laughs) And then there's another nice spot that we got to full of all these like shallow rock pools where the water was flowing from one pool to the next and it was like this large area you could follow all the little rock pools all the way to get to the very bottom where there's a lar- another large waterfall there um, it was really sweet uh, we had a really nice day so we could uh, like get in the water get wet come out dry pretty quickly Um, and not be too fussed about it, which was kind of really nice because the remainder of the days in the mainland weren't as good. So we kind of got lucky with that regard. It was funny, the last thing we tried to do in the forest was go to kind of like the furthest area where there's this uh, cave that you can go check out. We ended up finding a small cave, but there's like a really large grand entrance cave that you can get to. Uh, I think it's called the Rio Frio Cave. And it ended up being that as we drove there, we kind of got a little bit freaked out because we drove through this abandoned area where there's all these cabins that kind of look really dilapidated because they've been uh, abandoned for a really long time and it just, everything's broken and damaged looking. So it kind of freaked us out. Then we got to this spot where like the road was too muddy that we thought our car couldn't get through. So we 
got a little bit freaked out because of that. But we still wanted to get to the cave and there was a trail we could take. So we stopped the car and took the trail and it ended up being a longer trail than we expected. Uh, by the map, it seemed like we should have gotten there in maybe 15 minutes, but it had been like 25, maybe 30, and we still hadn't gotten there. And it seemed like there was a chance it might have rained. After having a really nice day, there was maybe a, a hint of a rain coming. So we, after having all these other things kind of put us on our heels, we decided to not chance it and we went back to the car. Never ended up raining, but we still had a fun time you know, going through a trail in the middle of a, this pine forest. And then uh, when we got back to our car, actually there was another car parked where we were and the people who were taking that car were stuck there as they were trying to start the car and it was just was not happening for them. So we went and had a quick chat with them, told them that we'd wait for as long as they needed to until they could get the car started and if not, they could have a ride with us. After about 10 minutes, they got it going, which was nice. So they... So then we could leave as, as well. So that was pretty much the end of the first day for us. The next day we had this really cool um, trip or tour that we uh, uh, signed up for, which was to visit this cave called ATM Cave. Um, it's got like some really long name that is difficult to pronounce. That's why they've made it shorter than into ATM. But basically it's a, this really long uh, cave system that's, I think they said it was five kilometers long. We only got to explore the first kilometer. And it's a place where the Mayan people did um, their rituals, religious rituals. They're, they also did some human sacrifices in there as well. So we got to see some human remains. We got to see some of their pots and things that they used for the rituals. It was really cool. The getting to the cave itself was kind of fun you drive with the tour guide there was my wife and I and two other people so it was like a nice small little tour our tour guide was hilarious and a super nice guy to talk to and then the place where you stop you still have like a, a decent walk to get to the cave and you have to cross a river three times uh, so that was kind of neat the first time is the most difficult where the water goes all the way up to like for me it was pretty much the shoulders uh, so I had to like have my arms raised to not be completely <laughs> submerged but um, the second two times were not nearly as bad the second and third time I mean uh, and then you get to the cave and the river kind of flows through the entrance of the cave so you actually have to swim into the cave that was uh, kind of interesting that <laughs> just before we're about to do that, the, the tour guide's like, by the way, you guys can swim, right? <laughs> Never asked us that leading up to the whole thing or like, you know, to sign up for it or anything like that. <laughs> he did have, uh, uh, what are they called? Life jackets in case someone needed it, but no one ended up needing it. Anyways, once you get into the cave, it's, it's so dark in there. It's basically pitch black. And luckily we had these helmets with lights on them that would light up the way for us and everything. And then you could see, um, eventually you kind of veer off from the river and go into a little bit more of a drier area and you start climbing some rocks and then river is not an issue anymore, but it was so huge in there, like these huge cavernous spaces. And then our guide even told us that one of the spaces we were in, that there was another cavern above it, which is nuts. Cause it's like maybe three or four stories tall, the space that we were standing in. The one unfortunate thing about this uh, tour was be is that we 
weren't allowed to take any sort of cameras or anything inside the cave to take pictures because they've had a lot of issues with people dropping their cameras even and breaking like skull artifacts or people accidentally stepping on them. So we we even had to like, once you get out of the water and start climbing some rocks, you have to like leave your shoes at this one spot where everybody leaves their shoes and you're just like walking barefoot on rocks, climbing your way through, <laughs> trying not, and they have all the uh, spots where the artifacts are left kind of taped off. So you're trying to pay attention where there's tape and not step on anything. <laughs> But it was a really cool experience. We got to see, like I said, like the human remains, skulls, all sorts of bones, like spines and everything. And there's some uh, bones or skulls of children as well, which is kind of crazy. They did both adult and human sacrifices, is the Mayans, by the way. And yeah, it was just a really neat experience. Unfortunately, we didn't document any of it, but it was uh, fun to just actually do it. And then the last day that we were in this San Ignacio area, we went to check out Mayan ruins, where it's like temples or not temples, but like Mayan pyramids. Um, that was really fun to check out um, because you get to climb the structures and they're still pretty massive and you get an amazing view of the surrounding area. The weather wasn't that great, but it was just still incredible to just get up those structures and be able to see the views that these people got to see hundreds if not thousands of years ago one thing that you notice as you climb to the top of the very tallest pyramid they have there is the mines really like symmetry because from there you can kind of look down and see all the structures built and you can see they clearly have like two sides with two structures on which multiple structures on both sides and then they're all facing each other um, and it's kind of obvious to understand that. And then I overheard one of the tour guides talking about it, the importance of symmetry. So it's cool how you can just see that by going to the top of the pyramid and just looking down. So that was the first half of the last day in that area. Then as the weather got a little bit better, we drove back to the city and there's this really awesome river that goes through the city. And we ended up renting some kayaks to explore the area through the river and so it was actually a bit of a funny story how we got the kayaks because originally it was supposed to be our hotel guy who arranged for kayaks to be brought to our hotel because our hotel was actually right on the uh, a different river called uh what was it called Mopan that's what it's called Mopan river but anyways our hotel guy kind of fell through so then we were trying to see if there's somebody in Sagna Ignacio we could rent from. We found somebody through Google Maps and then we drove to, uh, you know, where the, where it says to go to get <laughs> to the business location. But it turns out that it was like literally this business on the side of the river in San Ignacio where there, it's a different river called the, the Macau River there. So we get to it, but there's like this big sign on a painted like board that says like Tony's kayak rental or whatever, except there's no Tony and there's like zero kayaks there whatsoever. So I'm like walking around to see if there's anyone I can find to talk to, find some like local sitting by the river. He's about to spark a joint. So I rudely interrupt him and ask him if he knows where Tony is because we want to rent a kayak from him. 
And he's like, oh, Tony's got just one kayak and he's already rented it. So he's gone. <laughs> it's like, why does he have such a huge sign if he's only got one kayak? But anyway, the guy goes on like there's a on the other side of the river. There's a, another place you can rent from. He's like, it's at such and such place. You can go get it. I'm like, I'm not sure where that is. He's like, OK, don't worry, I'll help you. I'll just stay here. I'll take my bike across the bridge to the other side get the kayak and <laughs> cross the river with the kayak and bring it back to you. I'm like, what? Why are you helping me? But I was like, okay, sure. I mean, I don't have any better options. So that's what he did. He grabbed the kayak, uh, paddled across the river to my side and brought it to me. And it's like, and if you want another one for your wife, you got to go talk to the guy and grab another one. I'll come with you. He's like, get in the kayak, go back to the other side. I'll swim across. I'm like, what is going on right now? But okay. <laughs> so I paddle back to the other side. He swims. He helps me put the kayak somewhere safe. We walk to the business place. I grab a second kayak for my wife. He helps me carry that one back. Then we both get into one kayak each to go back across the water where my wife's waiting. And then he lets her have the kayak he took. And he's like, don't worry, I'll be here when you're back. By the way, it's safe. Go down, go up river. Don't worry about anything. There's no like crocodiles or anything. And uh, yeah, see you when you're back. It's such a nice guy. <laughs> I'm so glad that we ran into him. It's such a great like travel story. One of the best ones from like the to hear about like the kindness of the locals and how helpful they can be. <laughs> so yeah, then the wife and I had a really good time going up river it was a nice and easy kind of water to paddle through it wasn't very hard at all to go up up river and we just had a really nice time like it was nobody else was on the river it was just us it's kind of funny because normally you go to any other place that has such a nice pristine river that's the other thing actually the quality of the water and like the cleanliness of the river was so nice and i've been to places where the that's not the case where they've thrown so much garbage in the river that it's not even worth <laughs> getting into it on a kayak but this place was amazingly clean beautiful and just surprising that nobody else was using it the way we were um, there was a couple of locals uh, actually one interesting thing we saw was somebody on a horse like hanging on to the neck of the horse kind of like swimming alongside it holding the neck as the as the horse itself was swimming and it was kind of cool to see it like breathing and closing its nostrils real tight and then like blowing out the nostrils real <laughs> real hard and then breathing in again and kind of doing that cycle over and over again it was wild to see the a horse swim in the lake or not lake in the river with us just kind of was going downstream uh as we were going upstream, so it went, we went past this, so we didn't see it for very long. So that was the last day in San Ignacio, mainland Belize. The next day, we drove the car back to, like, near the airport where we um, rented it from. And then from there, they drove us to uh, Belize City, kind of like the harbor area where you rent a boat to take you to the islands. It was mostly uneventful, except for at the very end, as this driver is taking us to the harbor, 
like we're literally minutes away from the harbor and we get into a little fender bender. Um, our driver was not at fault. He kind of stopped and then somebody backed into us. Uh, the best part was uh, after the guy backed into us, then he kind of drove forward to give us some space. The driver came out and then our driver comes out and he goes, you blind brother. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> Somebody does something where they mess up. I'm just going to pull that out. You blind brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, we were so lucky that that happened right at the very end. We just took our luggage. We're like, looks like we're here. You can deal with this situation. There's already a police officer there helping figure stuff out. And the guy's like, yeah, just, just go. It's right over there. <laughs> and then we um, took a boat ride, which took about an hour and a half to get to San Pedro Island. And this island's kind of weird because it's like, it's got, it's full of golf carts. <laughs> People rent golf carts to get around. So it's kind of hilarious. It's like an island full of golf carts to the point where they have gimmicky drive through coffee shops <laughs> for, <laughs> for golf carts. Kind of ridiculous. But yeah, overall, it was still a lot of fun. We were three days, not including the travel day there. Our first day was a snorkel trip which ended up being great. Uh, we were worried that it was going to get canceled because it was a bit windy, but we ended up doing it anyway. The one downside of it was that because it was so windy, we didn't get to see any manatees. But on our way back, we did get to see some dolphins, which was pretty cool. So it was like, lose one, gain one. <laughs> our second day was uh, we rented one of those golf carts and drove it to the other side of the island where they had like the really nice beaches and we just had like a super nice relaxing day just you know doing a little bit of swimming a lot of lounging having beers all kind of afternoon uh, it was it was the best relaxing day where you felt like you were just on a vacation get soaking up the sun and then our last day we chartered a boat with another couple who we met during the snorkel trip and we went fishing and then whatever we caught we ended up taking it to like this little secret beach area and did a barbecue which was great it was kind of actually really fun because um, I caught a fish, but it wasn't very big. It was like a little tiny one that we ended up just using for bait. Uh, one of the, another girl that came with us on the fishing trip, she wasn't really fishing, but then like she picked up the fishing rod for just a second and almost immediately caught a fish that ended up being a pretty big ocean trigger fish that we used for our barbecue. That was great. One of the dudes with us caught a lobster and then also on our way back, we came across someone's <laughs> lobster trap that was had like a couple crabs and a couple lobsters in there. And we totally pirated at that, that thing and, and <laughs> broke the, the trap and took out what we could. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious. Then we got to our secret um, beach location, had a really sweet uh, little fire going, barbecued it up. The guys that we were with who were riding the boat they had like these trays that they uh, put all the fish in and they made um they had some coconut milk that they put everything in and cooked it over the fire like that it ended up being super delicious they'd also been um getting a bunch of conks by snorkeling and then they made a ceviche with the conch which was really delicious too uh, yeah that was probably that from the beach 
uh, part of the vacation, and then the uh, cave with the mine remains from the mainland part were the, probably the two favorite things we did. So yeah, there you go. That's the uh, trip in a nutshell to Belize. Lovely little country. It's uh, really underdeveloped in terms of tourism. So if that's kind of something you're looking for, I would recommend going there. One surprising thing that I found out while we were there was that it's got a really small population. There's There are only 400,000 Belizeans that live in the country. So it's kind of really nice visiting a place like that because there's so few people and... You know, you can just get away from it all. And people there are very welcoming from my experience. And they're really glad that you're there. And they don't really push you too much to, you know, buy their goods or services. They kind of ask you nicely one time. And if you say no, they leave you alone, which is really nice. And uh, not quite like that in many other places. So I really appreciate that aspect of it. All right, that's enough about Belize. Quick little Bitcoin update. We're sitting on block height 829,141. One Bitcoin is trading for 42,918 US dollars. One US dollar will buy you 2,330 sats. Sats are the cent equivalent of Bitcoin. One dollar divides into 100 cents. One Bitcoin divide, it divides into 100 million sats. By the way, support the podcast with a podcasting 2.0 app such as Fountain, Podverse, or Breeze. And for every minute you listen to the podcast, you will be able to send sats, a few sats, to the podcast. Or you can also just send one lump sum sat amount to the podcast and attach a message to that. And I will definitely read the message, whatever it is, even if it's something silly on the podcast, if that's what happens. Those are called boostergrams. Anyways, not too much I want to talk about related to Bitcoin today other than just say the one country in the world where Bitcoin is legal tender is El Salvador. And the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, he was the president who made Bitcoin legal tender. And um, he just got reelected by a landslide. I think it made history by kind of being the largest margin of victory in any democratically elected um, vote. So pretty cool. I hope uh, he goes on to do good things for the country and for Bitcoin in general. Um, You know, he's done a lot for the country already by making it one of the safest places to visit after having been on record for being one of the worst for like violent crimes. So hopefully that trend continues, but you never know. Politicians are always there to disappoint. This guy seems different, but you got to keep your guard up. With that, we've come to the end of the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me again this week. I really appreciate you all. Please leave a comment or send me a message at jmartfit at substack.com. You can also reach me through social media at jmartfit. I'm also on Noster, so... All the links are in the description. Love you all. Have a good week. Stay active. Be grateful. Jmart out.